0: From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more.
1: Hey, just ask spirit listeners, are you tired of trying to figure out this manifesting thing? If so, you have got to check out my new book. It's called Energy in Action. And inside, you're going to find 52 manifesting practices to help you ignite your ability to create a life of peace and freedom and if you're looking for a way to practice these skills with others you may want to join my weekly ray of light membership this is where we meet virtually to keep our manifesting juices going find the book energy in action and membership at Boyle.com. welcome to just ask spirit i'm sherryanna boyle i am your host i want to give you a very warm welcome to the show this is a show about spirituality and mental health. If you're new to the show, warm welcome to you. And if you're new to me and my work, I am the author of 10 books. I'm also the founder of Emotional Detox Coaching, and I run spiritual circles on Tuesday nights on Zoom. So that's in my membership. It's called the Ray of Light Circle. We've had quite a week, folks. I mean, we have been doing funerals yeah funerals i know i've never been so excited about a funeral this is not a funeral of a loved one these have been funerals of letting go of our past selves so the parts of you that no longer serve you and that's what we've been doing so it's we do cool stuff like that i can't tell you how damn fantastic i feel last night was our first funeral we're having 3 by the way <laughs> So, if you'd like to hop on board and check out what we're doing and really experience what's happening and the benefits, it's all about energy healing. I just like to call it fun things and keep it lively, but it is so darn powerful. Now, if you're like me, folks, I love a good psychic reading. I really do. I've had quite a few of them. I also give them, but I read emotions. So, when someone comes to me, I feel the energy of their emotions and their emotions tell me a story. That's how I give a reading. That's not the only way that you can give a reading to someone. You can also do it through tarot cards. So my guest today is here to talk about the tarot cards. So He's here. I'm going to introduce you in just a moment. Welcome to the show. Hang in there.
0: From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 radio network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again her belief emotions are the gateway to the soul sherryanna and her lineup of best-selling authors healers and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show calling all authors have you been considering an audiobook we'll look no further
2: Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now. The Four Gifts of Anxiety Mantras Made Easy To The Conscious Parenting Guide To Childhood Anxiety There is certainly a book there for you Find yours at SherryAnnaboyle.com
3: Have a guest, mention a sponsor and take callers, or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play DreamVision7 Radio Network. For more details, go to dreamvision7radio.com and click on host for the day. Imagine if you had a daily practice
1: for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again.
4: Grab your copy today at shariannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.
1: Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Today, again, we're going to be talking about. The the tarot, examining the tarot deck. I want to remind you that every single show is sponsored by the Just Us Spirit Marketplace. And there's some new art there. If you want to head on over there and take a peek at that. It's at sherryannaboyle.com. You just go under start here, hit marketplace, and you're going to see some of our authors books that have been on the show. You're going to see my books. You're going to see courses. You're going to see artwork. You're going to see even skincare. Yes. Some of my favorite skincare is on there. So go check it out, sherryannaboyle.com. Simon Kenny, welcome to the show.
5: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome. I found your topic very interesting. I was looking it over. You are the author of a a book called A Critical Introduction to Tarot, Examining the Nature of of Belief in Tarot.
5: Yes, that's Thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, well, welcome to Just Death Spirit. Happy to have you here. I think you're like my first tarot card person.
5: Okay. Well, uh, I've probably not... um... The most typical tarot card person, uh, because I'm not actually a, a reader myself. I'm a okay, researcher.
1: that's why I was interested in you.
5: Yeah. So, so tell, us, um,
1: tell us a little bit about you.
5: Yeah, I'm an independent researcher from Ireland. Uh, I have uh, written this book, A Critical Introduction to Tarot, where I tried to grapple with the uh, yeah the nature of a belief in tarot. So I look at all of the Surrounding beliefs in tarot, I, I explain the deck to people unfamiliar with it, and uh, look at the history and the really many, many connections that tarot has to to our culture.
1: I I love this, and you know, I was really drawn to when your book came across. The press release came across my email. I now there's many different tarot decks out there.
5: Yes, very and, many,
1: and I. I can't remember what tarot deck it was, but I took a class, Simon, and it had a deck. And I started looking into the deck in terms of the history. And this was years ago, right? So I'm learning, I'm taking the class. Uh, Something says, I, I say to myself, I'm gonna research like where'd this deck come from? Like, what's it all about? And I have to say, I didn't get a great feeling after I researched it.
5: Oh, really? Would you like to? I did. I don't remember.
1: I don't even know. I just thought, "Eh, "What is this built on?" I don't know. Maybe it was my own fear about Mm. diving in. And again, this was years ago, but it just kind of gave me a feeling, and I decided to stop taking the class. What do you Mm. think about that?
5: Yes, I mean I've heard of people having that same reaction. Uh the deck can be very provocative and there's all kinds of decks as well. So uh one in particular that is uh that people find somewhat disturbing is the uh Thoth Tarot deck uh by Aleister Crowley, uh the famed and divisive magician, uh English magician uh who was called by the English tabloids, the beast, and, uh, you know, has had a reputation for, you know, deviancy and all kinds of things. Uh, But his uh, magic system, uh, Thalima is, you know, is quite popular, actually, in uh, the Western occult. But his deck is quite, you know, angular, it's very bold, uh, it's modern art, and and it can give people a weird feeling. Uh, That's one example. But because there are so many, I wouldn't be surprised if a particular deck might maybe put you off um it wasn't that
1: one I know it wasn't that one because I'm very familiar with that deck and I'm very comfortable with that deck that's interesting uh what got you into this
5: I wanted to understand uh the tarot but I didn't you know I I picked up a few books on it and I, I tried to familiarize myself with it what I found was um people explaining it from a practitioner's point of view, uh, which is fine, but uh, it didn't really tell me, you know, why uh, people think that it works, or what is the kind of basis of, uh, you know, what are, the, what are the surrounding beliefs? What I suppose my motivating question, it was actually the original subtitle, is what does it take to believe in tarot? You know, what other beliefs support uh, a tarot belief? It, it turns out that there's, you know, more than one, I mean, as you might expect. Um, But I wanted to kind of satisfy myself because it wasn't something that I, you know, that I was inclined to believe in myself. But I also, um, but I thought that you know the people that in my life that do read tarot, I thought that they deserved enough respect for me to not you know dismiss it out of hand. And once I started to read more philosophy, that kind of attitude, uh, you know, became a larger part of my life. So I thought, well how can I make sense of it the best that I can? So uh, so I, I ended up sort of looking for this book that, that would explain it to me in, in maybe philosophical terms or in terms of like uh, world beliefs and so on. Uh, I read and read, didn't really find it, and then decided to make an attempt to write it myself, actually.
1: That's amazing. I love that. So a true researcher. So you went in with an open mind, you didn't really have an agenda. You just truly wanted—it's like pure research, on your part. What is it that makes this work for people that they can yes. identify with with the spread, right? So let's explain a little bit to the audience. If there's anybody out there who's never had a tarot read, this is. Do you want to explain the differences between a reading and tarot reading?
5: Sure. Let's start with the deck itself. So the tarot deck is a deck of cards like the you know similar to the playing cards that people are probably familiar with uh the, there's 78 cards though, and they are split into two groups The they're often called in the esoteric and occult uh, type of tarot practice uh the major arcana and the minor arcana so the minor arcana are uh, cards that are also in four suits like poker deck the suit symbols themselves are different, um, but it, it it contains the same sort of sequence, 10 numbered cards. It has four court cards instead of the the three that have been common in uh, Western uh, uh, typical card deck. So there's that section of the of the deck, the minor arcana. Then there's the major arcana, which are 22 cards. They are in an order, but they are not suited. They contain uh, named cards like Strength, the Magician, the High Priestess, uh, the Lovers, even the Devil, which is something that can give people pause, uh, and Death. Uh, So those are more archetypical, um, you know, the larger themes of life is usually how those are interpreted, whereas the Minor Arcana are more the mundane and everyday aspects of life. So, whenever someone has a tarot card reading, in general, um, they'll shuffle the card deck. They'll perform whatever rituals that they do in their practice to usually what is described as like a tuning to the decks. So they may, um, you know, say a prayer, or it's usually done in a highly ritualized way. And then uh, they'll make a spread, what's called a spread, on the table, um which is a number of cards usually uh laid out in a significant pattern and each one of the positions that the card is in is usually has a has a meaning that is you know pre designed let's say in that uh structure so the simplest one that I that I always say even though the more common one are more complicated ones but for the sake of just a quick explanation let's say a three card spread where we have um the the past the present and the future and so we know that ahead of time. And then we shuffle the deck. We put the cards in those, uh, those three positions uh, left to right, let's say. And then they're interpreted in that sense. That would be a very simple, uh, tarot card reading. And then the tarot card reader will interpret the cards that come up in those positions in light of the structure of the spread.
1: So did you mainly look at books for your research? Did you meet with tarot card readers? Did you have a reading yourself that inspired this whole thing? How? I'm still kind of curious about that.
5: All of the above, yes. So, uh, well, I first came to the tarot by by getting a reading from a friend of mine. Um, You know, and I, uh, at the time I was... uh, and I, I still am. I suppose I have to admit, like a materialist, and I, and I, I, I naturally look for for um for explanations in that and in, in that area. Although now I'm more open to um you know metaphysical uh, speculation in in from in a philosophical sense. But I thought that I had some ready, you know, to hand ways to make sense of the of of the way that the cards went on the table you know, uh, oh, uh, it's psychological projection, you know, we look for patterns in everything. If if you spill some milk on the floor, you know, you might see a face in it, you know, it's it's sort like of going to be... The
1: old, the old gestalt, you know, if you've ever studied exactly. anything yes. with gestalt, the mind will fill in the missing blanks kind of thing, the perception. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, which there is some truth to that, for sure. There
5: I certainly is. And it's, yeah. it's a very compelling explanation. Uh, you know, it's often used... Uh, by uh, people who, though, wish to dis- dismiss and criticize it as just that, you know, and there's nothing else going on. So, you know, at the time, when I was younger, I that was all that I, I really thought, and that kind of arrogant sort of uh, attitude, you know, um, and as I grew up a little, I I, I sort of uh, thought, you know, that that's not a very good strategy, actually, for understanding something, thinking that you know everything already. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, so I came back to it whenever, uh, the same friend, I, uh, I bought a, a tarot card deck for them for their birthday. And I decided, well, maybe I'll buy one for myself because I thought no, it was is this very like, attractive. A, like a,
1: is this like a partner friend or I, I'm getting a little nosy here. A friend, friend, we talking like someone you're going out with.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. At the time there was a, uh, it, it, there was a relationship involved, uh, but the, um, okay. So, I'm just
1: curious because I'm wondering how much it makes sense to me that you would want to understand more if, yeah, you're, well, if you're in a, a relationship with someone and they're really into this because my husband, he's he's had to sort of open up a little bit. At first, with his religious upbringing, which I'm mm-hmm. sure you started doing these kind of things, he was like, just keep it away from the kids. right. And, and I, I had to be compassionate for him and let him kind of move through on his own time. And, and I think sometimes he still raises an eyebrow a little bit, like it's a little nervous. What big thing is, you know, what are you letting in? Are you letting something not good in the house or into our lives by doing this? So, it would make sense to me that you would want to understand this person if you're in a relationship with them is my point that's why I was asking I wasn't trying to be nosy but that makes sense to me what do you say to that
5: well it's very astute uh, because that is the that, that, that's really the part of the motivation was to yeah it was to understand um not only that person but also uh, in in general, uh, other people. but but it was certainly motivated by um, yeah, by wanting to understand uh, how people that I respected and thought very highly of could do something that I uh, could believe in something that I uh, that I couldn't understand did you, myself. Did you
3: think at
1: first, did you think it was a bunch of baloney?
5: I thought it was well you see because of my my upbringing I don't know if it's similar to your husband but I was brought up as an evangelical Christian and so that mm-hmm. it was a sort of taboo object for me anyway growing up you know and, and as I you know when I, when I became older you know it didn't have that that aspect to it, but but I but I still didn't know much about it um, and so it would have been in with certainly within in a category of uh, new age or occult um, objects. At least that's the way I thought about it at the time. Um, that I wouldn't have thought highly of for sure. Um, and it's interesting that you say about the way that your uh, that your husband didn't want was was uh, cautious about letting things in. That kind of uh, sort of. Uh, sort of fear if i'm picking up on that right of like the unknown to do with this and and as and maybe a spiritual a negative spiritual aspect is actually one of the reasons why i i, I one of the the big goals of, of of a critical introduction to tarot it's to also uh allow people to approach the tarot deck and you know maybe that is their conclusion after more consideration, but it it's it's kind of a structure or or a layout for people to 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 walk through those different connections, Um, because there's actually a big uh, history with uh, Christian mysticism related to the Tarot that many people are unaware of. Can you talk about that?
1: Can you talk about the? How did you discover that?
5: Yeah, uh, just uh, by reading the reading all about it, I suppose. So, um. Power was created as a card game uh, of the, uh, you know, elite in in uh, 15th century Milan in Italy. The people that created it were uh, pious Catholics who uh, imbued it with the, uh, the themes of kind of high culture at the time, which was the Renaissance, right? So we're talking about Christian virtues as well as... Um, You know uh rediscovered and christianized pagan uh aspects like you know astrology and uh the themes from uh classic greek literature and and culture and so on so that was that that's the creation context of it and you know for example the uh what the card now uh the hierophant for example was called the Pope, uh, in, in, an, in the earlier days. You're kidding.
1: You know, I, it's funny. Cause I, I have been trained in the Toth deck. I went and I got trained, uh, how to do the layouts and the spreads and read and actually I have a psychic friend. She's 80, she's probably 86 now and she's done it her whole life. And I just adore her. So I, I go see my 86 year old friend and she teaches me how to work, how to, Work with the duck, and has been doing it for for such a long time. So that that's interesting. And just kind of thought thought of that when you were talking about that. So the hierophant. This is what made me think of what you just said. She always says, mm-hmm. "You're the hierophant. You're the hierophant." That's what she always says to me. That's your card because she does numerology too, and that's mm-hmm. connected to numerology. Correct.
5: Yeah, there's there's multiple you know dimensions of meaning and symbology interwoven into the into the deck, especially in the uh, major arcana, which is where where the hierophant is. It's the fifth card. Um, So yeah, it was originally the pope, and uh, that just speaks yeah to the to the Christian uh, context uh, that that it came (laughs) from. But but actually, the Thoth Tarot deck is is further away from, from the Christian sources, uh, on purpose, you know, Alistair Crowley didn't think much of Christianity and, and, uh, he was much more attracted to the, uh, the, uh, Egyptian hermetic uh, aspects. Um, yeah. Oh, my. So, yeah. yeah. So he kind of removed a lot of that, but, but actually, um, his contemporary and rival even, uh, A. wait who, uh, the, the creator of the, uh, the Rider-Waite Smith tarot deck, the one that most people think of and and still the most used one in in the world, um, for occult purposes anyway, um, is uh, you know he, he was uh, actually a Christian mystic and he re- doubled down on 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 the Christian uh, symbolism. You know, for example, the lovers card, and in the Rider-Waite Smith, we see Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, um, whereas in the Thoth tarot deck, he renamed it to. Um, to lust or if I'm not maybe that was strength actually but the but but the uh but, but you know it, it, he uh Alistair Crowley really changed those those meanings to fit his own uh outlook I suppose and that's actually what every every uh, tarot uh, deck creator has done you know we've really seen a, an explosion of, of there's an influence tarot decks.
1: Yeah, there's an influence of the creator on there. Would you agree? A big with,
5: influence, I would say. That, and maybe,
1: perhaps, that's what I was picking up with whatever deck that was that I was working. on. Undoubtedly,
5: with. undoubtedly.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So that that's validating for me to hear that. What do you say to people if they? How do you suggest they even buy a deck? Or well, before you go there, do you? I, I'm sort of imagining you with these decks. Did you have like deck cards posted all over your? <laughs> getting to know okay well this is the Hierophant here and then this one's there you know the different how did I can't imagine what that was like for you to get to know these cards I mean you must have gotten to know them pretty well
5: I did I I went through the deck uh end to end a couple of times and you know made my own notes uh I actually had a daily practice of 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 taking cards out and you know trying to understand I I read the 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 so-called traditional meanings uh, which there are many of, and the, somewhat crystallized on uh, the, the themes. I, again, largely influenced uh, for for most on the companion to the writer Wade Smith, uh, that the companion book to that uh, called the Pictorial Key to the Tarot, um, by A. Wade. Uh, uh, you know, so I, but I, but I also reflected on what it, what it spoke to me. You know, what 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 did the what did I think of 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 what the symbols were? what what connections did I see um because there there really are like uh, many levels of uh, something
1: gets drawn out at you. I mean, when I look at a card, that's usually. It's like what is standing out in that card and for me, because the way that I do readings when I work with people, I'll call it readings is I take them through I have a process called cleanse, which is, the, pro- the steps to process your emotions, and as soon as I get someone feeling, because most of the time we're not really, f- we're we're just sort of, we're we're, it's not that we're not feeling, but we're not feeling like we can be feeling, right? We're just we're thinking, we're doing a lot of thinking, which numbs feeling a little bit. So once I get them in a state of feeling vibration, then I always say their emotions tell me a story. And I can feel the vibration and I can get the story that way. And that's sort of how I kind of trained myself. And then I was able to take that skill set. And now when I touch a card and do you, I'm not sure if this has happened to you where you kind of learn how to work with them, I actually can just feel and what am I drawn to? And again, it's through the energy of that card. And I, what do you think? think about that how how do you connect to those cards is it the same way
5: well uh, the the idea of, the, of that kind of intuitive feeling of energy uh, you know it's something that i i talk a little bit about in the book and um, it's it's not something that 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 you know immediately makes sense to me you know it, it seems more metaphorical uh, at best like to me um so for me it, it would be mainly about the the visual aspects um mm-hmm. so you know i would have I, but 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 certainly, um, well, I suppose my process would have been, uh, and maybe it's a, akin to to what you you do. It's to kind of relax my mind, you know, and, and get into that space of you know easy connections and play, and you know enter that you know sort of uh, magic circle that's been called, you know. And I, I'd be familiar with that from from other aspects of my life where I'd be more that would make a bit more uh, practical sense to me. You know, for example, uh, I'm a musician as well, and one of the things I love to do is improvisation. And you know, improvisation is really entering into that sort of more fluid mental state. So so certainly um I, I think that you know there's something to that. Um but but you know the way that you describe it is it would be probably the mo- most common way, you know, in terms of energy and in terms of um uh yeah in in that sense.
1: Awesome. If you're just joining us on the radio, I'm speaking with Simon Kenny. His website is Simon Kenny.co. He's in Berlin right now speaking with us, but he's actually from, as you can hear from his accent, from Ireland. Written a book called A Critical Introduction to Tarot, Examining the Nature of a Belief in Tarot. And it's hot off the presses, folks, this January. It's a new release out in the world, and I hope that you support him. We do need to take a quick break. We're going to come back after the break, more from Simon Kenny. So hang in. In
0: there. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time.
2: Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy. To the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at sheryanaboyle.com.
3: Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on Syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing
1: your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today
4: at shariannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.
1: Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna Boyle. I'm the host of the show. And joining me today is Simon Kenny. He is the author of the newly released book. It's January 2023. This book is just out if you're listening to this in the replay. It's a critical introduction to tarot examining the nature of a belief in tarot so if you are someone who's been a little skeptical or you're wondering how the heck does this all work or where is this all coming from like what are the roots of this right simon right Right. you're really giving us that insight because i i do think for some people it's very uncomfortable and especially if you grew up in a religious background and you were told one thing and you really took the time as a researcher. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. You're not just someone who's working with cards and giving us readings. You took yeah. the time to get to know, okay, what's this all based on? Do you give readings yourself now?
5: No, I, I don't give readings, although I have uh, I have given a few, um, but it's not something that I I thought about it a bit, and I thought it's just not something that I'm comfortable with because you know it because I don't have a personal belief or practice in it. Although I I you know I I respect people who do, and, and that's um, I hope comes through in the book. Um, but no, it's I I don't give readings myself.
1: So if anything, you support people that do in some ways because you 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 show. Um, well, talk to us a little bit about the how does how does it match up I mean what what did you get on that can you give us any insights I know I know we need to get the book I I don't want you to give it all away
5: but is
1: is there any little tips that you can give us in terms of when we look at the the spread there or we receive a reading how is it that people can give us information about our lives and pull three cards
5: yeah that's the big question so, and I don't think anyone um, can disagree that the that the cards are themselves just pieces of cardboard, pieces of paper, really. Um, so the question is, how can that or any or any other you know physical object that's made by people connect in some way to higher knowledge and so on? And that was you know one of the things that motivated me to to write a critical introduction to terror was to instead of you know proposing my personal take, which is what I find in, in, in general, in, in the, the tarot literature, there's, there's a proposal of one idea. So it's it it works this way, for example, people might say, uh, it's we I connect to my ancestors, or I connect to angels, or just in general to the divine, or even that I connect to the larger consciousness, uh, that we all are a part of, uh, whatever. And what you know, each one of those um, is situated within some belief system, right? So what I wanted to do was look at what what are all of those, or or at least what are the main ways in which people describe it and and try to summarize those. And, you know, as you uh, said earlier, um, at the top of the um, of the show, the it's to the the book is written to help people to to come to to the tarot and and hopefully understand it better regardless of whether or not they believe it or not and i do that by by situating it in those beliefs but also using philosophical uh tools and reasoning to to walk through uh, the reasonableness of the of of um the proposition itself, you know, so it's a little bit more interesting. I I hope than 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 just saying this is what it is, uh, sort of take it or leave it. We can kind of my my um, my approach is to walk through it and say, well, let's think about it. Let's look at this. Let's look at that, and compare. Uh, so I wouldn't have one answer of why of of why it works, but what I have come up with is to see it, and, and I think this is the main contribution of a critical introduction to tarot. Is to look, um, is to, to go all the way down to, um, what are the core uh, metaphysical beliefs that that we have? You know, for example, do we think that uh, reality is just physical? Do we think that there's a spirit realm? Do we believe in some form of idealism? Maybe where, um, like I said, maybe that either all human minds are part of a greater consciousness, or maybe reality itself is not real in some sense but as a projection in the mind of the great being you know that that is everything in a, in a, in a way and all of those will suggest um certain interpretations and constrain other other ones um so so really that that's what i've tried to do and and, and i think it's actually the way to to help understand why reasonable people disagree about um things like tarot but also many other spiritual practices and, and even uh, other other beliefs you, you know it, it is a big question how can reasonable and intelligent people disagree on some of these things and that that's some of uh, a contribution towards an answer i think
1: how has writing this book changed you
5: well as I mentioned earlier, I uh, come from a evangelical Christian background. So,
1: what does your family think about you? <laughs> that that must be an interesting uh, family meal.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have to ask them. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to speak for them, but um, yeah. uh, but no, uh, I think uh, it's in the first page of the of the preface. I, I say that what I've done is uh, to take uh, the proposition of a spiritual reality seriously like my parents and and family so while we may probably don't agree on the specifics uh i hope that there's a mutual respect there on 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 being able to take it seriously um but uh how how it's changed me is i i'm now more comfortable in uh i'm more comfortable in approaching it you know i suppose what does that mean to approach it what i mean is like having it around uh, understanding it, uh, but it's it's really deepened my knowledge on on a few areas in which it sort of touches our our culture. Uh, that some of them were surprising. For for example, that it was a Christian mystical practice, or That's, yeah. how it's influenced um, art and how people use it. So I suppose if I'm Walking down the street, and I and there's a fashion show on, and and I see some of the symbols there. I can kind of I get it a bit more, and and that kind of I, f- I feel like Is that. that helps a lot.
1: The symbols are, from my understanding, that you can see these symbols throughout.
5: Absolutely, yeah.
1: History. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I've heard that with astrology, there's mm. symbols in different places you might not even realize all around you. It's something that
5: can freak people out, actually. Especially, um,
1: what symbol do you have a symbol in mind that you've seen quite
5: frequently? Uh, uh, I suppose more of the format of the cards themselves, but the symbols that they contain. I mean,
1: do you mean the spread when you say the format? Are you talking about the
5: no, I mean, for for example, uh, the fool. Let's say it's the, oh, the, the fool. picture of yes. the picture. Just for example, the picture yep. of the fool is, of the fool is, you know, a a kind of vagabond walking off the edge of a cliff with a bindle over their shoulder and a little dog nip, nipping at their heels. I mean, you'll find that, you know, played on, uh, you know, and and remixed and 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 reused in in different scenarios. But also, let's say uh the world card. So, so that's the last card in in the sequence. Mm. There's uh, four. What about
1: the world card. Now, that's the one with the big wreath, right?
5: Yeah, and the writer, Wright Smith, the biggest a, wreath a... of the deck,
1: right? That's the biggest wreath in the deck.
5: <laughs> it's huge. It's like yeah, uh, it's like an it's like an egg. What is, Some is the symbol of it?
1: the wreath? I mean, the, here we are, like the just went through the holiday season. That whole symbolism of the wreath is that connected to? The Christian.
5: Every, nothing is is done without a a choice, for sure. Like every small thing, including the coloration, you know, even the number of uh, splashes on and and on some of the cards, you know, all of those things are, are done with really a lot of care. On and the writer Wade Smith, it's something that modern decks most often just don't have that depth. Mm. uh whenever people are I mean the ones that
1: people are just sort of creating off the cuff today
5: exactly so yeah
1: yeah they're not putting as much time and attention and thought and perhaps even channeling into them
5: just like yeah absolutely yeah I I would say that and and I've I interviewed um some people some tarot readers and uh and a witch and and different people uh for the for the for that was something that was uh that, that I found agreement with, you know, that that the depth of the writer with Smith is one of the things that makes it uh or that 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 why it's so popular. It remains so popular to this day. And yeah, you, you it's the most commonly kind of copied format, but yeah, you wouldn't see as, as much in it. And I think it just goes to the the scholarship of uh of a way. But, you know, as you know, um, Alistair Carley was also a, you know, yeah. a mass, you know, a, a, a very deep scholar. And so his work also contains a lot of layers, uh, just in a, in a different way. I think that, that that is useful for for interpretation, you know, because there's so many different those levels. Those are the
1: two, the two main decks, right? I mean, those two I'm familiar with, the, both of those decks. But those, would you say those are the two main, most widely circulated decks? I
5: don't know i i think that perhaps the tarot de marseilles it might be the second most popular but i, I wouldn't have the data to back that up um it, it's definitely the it's older it, it was it was more common and uh, and it is still more common in europe where people still play the card game uh you know that that was um that the, that was what tarot cards were initially created for they were were sort of in some people's eyes, actually, in, in a lot of modern ter- scholars, they're misused in a occult uh, and esoteric setting. That's pejorative, obviously, but um, but uh, and when you, you that
1: use the word occult, do you want to explain that to the listeners that aren't comfortable or familiar with that term?
5: Sure, I mean, occult just means hidden, I suppose, like it would share a common root with occluded, but um, what that the, the what we generally mean by a cult is um a Western magical tradition that begins really in I mean there'll be there'll be a lot of disagreement on this point but I can summarize it uh as the there the were French um there was sort of what's called the French uh, occult revival in the 18th and uh, 19th century, which is where tarot as well was part of that mix. But it was quite syncretic, as in there were there were many beliefs and 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 many other aspects of uh, magic and so on that were developed at that time. Tarot was just one part, even actually a small part, really, um of of what was the mix at the time. And so, occult in in this sense would mean the uh, maybe a a more familiar way to say it would be uh, uh, mysticism. I suppose it's a kind of mysticism, and uh, it has the word obviously has a negative taint for for anyone with a Christian background and and other institutional religions as well would have used that to you know denigrate um, fringe beliefs. Uh, but one, what I think is is just so fascinating is that. I what I've come to 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 believe um, is that tarot and other practices like it are really heretical practices that are within um, religions. In, in fact, they're they're the, the the de-emphasized sort of fringe of um, of Christianity. Uh, now, of course many maybe even most uh, tarot practitioners and and the, the modern decks since maybe the 60s and 70s especially in america would have a more neo-pagan focus but the roots are certainly within a christian mystical context
1: interesting have you always been this respectful i mean you do uh, if, <laughs> if, if in terms of the way that you went about this in such a respectful unbiased way, it's really not typical. A lot of people have an agenda or maybe they want to prove something wrong or they want to, but is that just your nature with being a researcher? Did this develop because of this, going through this process, going through this journey? I'm just curious when I ask you, how did this book change you? I kind of wonder personally, did it change you?
5: It's a really good question. Not in that sense, but I do feel like that it's the expression of that it's part of the expression of 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 that attitude which no it didn't come naturally to me and it was something that I developed um or rather was developed through the experiences that I had. I would have been much more um you know disrespectful um and dismissive in my let's say teens and early 20s um i'm in my late 30s now and what i think the best way to summarize it is that i i just you know learned more about about the world and uh i suppose yeah tried to have more of an open mind and how i came to that was through studying philosophy and a little bit of anthropology as well whenever i looked at the the various uh world religions but as well the spiritual practices that are common just everywhere in the world. I I just it, it just didn't seem like the way I, I describe it in an essay that I, I wrote on the subject where I explained this is that I thought it was an impoverished attitude. You know, it like re- I don't think that you have to go all the way to believe something to respect it and to validate it.
1: Just like you can study Buddhism, but it, it doesn't make mean you're gonna become Buddhist if you just you choose to but you can study it you can study hinduism you know i've studied so many different things i'm like doesn't mean i think sometimes like i said I'll go back to my husband yeah uh, sometimes he was like what is going on is she like going to go you know who what does she believe who is she you know, i thought i knew her and just He's gotten much more comfortable. He understands when I study something, it doesn't mean I'm going to become that. And there's nothing wrong with it if that did happen. And for me, it's just sort of opening, becoming more open minded. And like you said, understanding. And it does help you to become more respectful. What's next on the agenda for you? I hope you keep writing because we need writers like you to have this unbiased, respectful approach. I wish you'd write about politics. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. We could use some help in that area what's on the next on the agenda for you
5: at the moment i'm uh i I had a big question that i think is too big to handle which is uh you know what i was calling human incompleteness so i was i was i was looking for a way you know there's a lot of messaging in our culture that um that we're not enough and that we there's something very wrong with people but then there's also a lot of counter messaging that were enough and that you don't need anything. (laughs) And so I wanted to kind of look at that debate and uh, I suppose that uh, implicit debate that that that, that kind of messaging has. But I got a little bit lost in the weeds there. But what I've been writing about more at the moment is developing that... um, the uh the idea of the christian mystical uh roots of of tarot and i suppose it's still something that i'm making sense of and figuring yeah, so out
1: you're not done yet you're still diving in you're still learning more I'm,
5: yeah, yeah I, I don't think a book will come out of it certainly some essays yeah um, but uh yeah i'm uh i'm i'm reading philosophy again i and and i i i'm just gonna follow follow the research
1: i love it thank you so much simon kenny for coming on just us there this was. Is- really enriching. That's an enriching experience. I hope that everybody goes out and grabs your book. It's called The Critical Introduction to Tarot, Examining the Nature of a Belief in Tarot by Simon Kenney, simonkenney.co. So thank you again for being on the show.
5: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
1: You're so welcome. And thank you audience for showing up. Thank you for listening in and remember that your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. When you get a chance, head on over to sherryannaboyle.com. I have free gifts there. Did you know that? Free gifts. Come on. Free realignment kit, which is perfect for you with January, 2024. So if you feel like you just need to get realigned in terms of mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I do have a free download there. So head on over sherryannaboyle.com. Until next time, all your emotions matter. Processing them matters more.